He's oh. on another podcast right now. Jacob is it, on another. Po- that's how I'm going to open the show. If they're talking on, about Fast and Furious, then you know. No, he's definitely. They're talking about the hottest men or women in Hollywood or something. I don't know what he's like. I'm semi joking. I'm planning not being on the hottest men on Hollywood podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I am too. I, I I am not. We've got the hottest men in in um in film critic world on joining us today. Um, all right, so with all that being said, welcome to their episode of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we have a very special episode with you guys. It is the Fast and the Furious edition of the Music City Drive-In. We're going to dive into the franchise by giving you our top five rankings of the franchise, but we're also going to give you guys our top five characters in the franchise as well. I'm interested to see the characters one. The movies are kind of up and down with a lot of different ones, but my co-host with me this week, Jacob is off doing other things that he's not important enough to join us with this beautiful franchise. Mr. Matthew Fox, how are you, bud? Yeah. I mean, I think if you're going to go to a franchise that has 20 plus years of history, you probably have to find somebody who's old enough to have been alive (laughs) to see. (laughs) This just means we're old. That's that's exactly that's exactly it. But before we introduce our guest real quick, I do want to make a slight announcement here. While I have you, Mr. Fox, we have got a new show coming in the very, 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 very near future. It's going to be Happy Hour with Matt and Ricky. We are going to Matt and Ricky. I said myself like I don't. I say myself in the third person. I don't even understand. But Happy Hour with Matt and myself. We're going to dive into the world of the NFL. Um, we're going to talk best matchups. We're going to talk our rankings. We're going to talk DFS. We're going to talk all sorts of picks and stuff like that. It's going to be coming closer to football season, but you're the first to hear it here. We're not going to announce it till later in the week on social media. Matt, I'm excited about the show, my man. Yeah, and this is kind of like the the test drive. You know, if this flames out tonight, just pretend you never heard it. <laughs> exactly. So if the show fails tonight, we will definitely, definitely not do that. But nah, we I'm are ready for football season. I am too. We're inching closer and closer, so I'm super excited about it. Joining us, returning, making his return to the Music City Drive-In, Mr. Colby. How are you, my friend? Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, Colby Mack, and I am finally back on the Music City Drive-In podcast. How are you, my man? Can't you tell? I'm good. (laughs) I was going to say, if only you brought some energy to to (laughs) the Right? It's funny, I said it off there, but I, I was serious, man. Colby and I had a really good discussion about film Twitter. We had a good discussion about, you know, movies as a collective whole, how we, you know, how we could rectify the world all in one conversation in like 40 minutes, man. I know, man. It was a, it was it was a podcast unto itself that we can be able to cherish. Um, I just hope that we can be able to bridge that energy, that passion, that just dope conversation to everything that we do going forward. It was. It was. I'm excited. And um, I'm excited to have you back on the show as well. Also joining us this week, uh, his first appearance on the show. He's a writer over at the Music City Drive-In. Mr. Tom, how are you, bud? I'm doing great. Thank you for for having me here. Absolutely. You still have a job right now because you rate it fast in the fear, you know, F9 <laughs> above a B. Everybody, like Matt, like I question our friendship and future podcast because <laughs> you did rate it lower than a B. Now, you know, I said anybody that rated it lower than an A plus was going to get fired. So I, I, I kind of 
reeled that reeled that in a little bit. So thank you for that, Tom. Thank you. I I need the health insurance and all the benefits and everything that you offer. Thank you. Oh, oh don't say oh. that too loud. Wait. Now I understand why I got to stay. Uh, also joining us for the first time. Um, I'm very excited to have him on. We've had a lot of conversations off and we've conversated about having a show, getting a show together and my man GQ. How are you, buddy? What is happening, peoples? What's going on, Ricky? I am very happy to be here. And I'm looking forward to this juicy conversation about this franchise. I am as well. Now, before we go, did everybody see F9, right? GQ? Yeah. You did, all right, this is even better. So before we go into the rankings, I just want everybody to just give me a couple sentences on your thoughts as on the movie as a whole. Probably I'm going to let everybody know this is going to be a spoiler. So if you want to skip ahead, just go. And then we'll talk about our favorite movies, the franchise. But Tom, I'm going to let you kick us off, buddy. Just initial thoughts on F9 as a whole. I liked it. Um, I mean, we're in this for the action, you know. Um, I felt like we were very well served with action. You know, just John Cena cannot um, act for his own life, you know, but at least we have other people there that can, you know, so <laughs> I, w- I was very happy. Thank GQ, what about you, my man? Um, so, so a couple of things, right? So <laughs> if you, okay, let me just start off by saying if you are a fan <laughs> of this franchise, and you already have an understanding of what it is and what their primary goal is, then you'll love the movie. And I, I once again, yes, there are a lot of things in the movie that have no business making any sense. But, <laughs> but at the same time, do we care if it makes sense or not? The, I think the only thing that matters in this particular case is I went into the theater did I enjoy myself while watching the movie? And I think that's a that's a hard yes. I like it. Colby? Did I enjoy myself while watching the movie? <laughs> that's a no, but I was not bored while watching the movie. <laughs> I think that Vin Diesel and Universal know exactly the movie that they're selling. The audience, the general audience, knows exactly the movie they want. Film Twitter has hope that this movie can reach the heights that Fast Five did. Fast Nine comes nowhere close to that bar. It's passable. But on the Colby Tommy scale, it's not a good movie. It's also not a bad, bad movie. I like it. Mr. Fox? Yeah, I mean, I think GQ said it. At this point in time, if you're going to see F9, you pretty darn well know what these movies are about. This is the 10th one that's come out. They stopped caring about the plot somewhere around Furious 6. So, um, you know, you're not really worried about a cohesive story that you're following. It's just, you know, they managed to cram in it nods to, I think, every film in the franchise. Um, you and I talked about maybe a, a little bit too long. They probably could have could have lost uh, 20 minutes. For me, they could have lost the part where they try to retcon uh, Tokyo Drift into being a good movie. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's good for what it is. Is it a fantastic movie that's going to win awards? No, but it's what no, you, during the summer, you're looking for an escape from the heat, a little popcorn, something you don't have to think about for a couple hours. This is that in a nutshell. This is escape yeah. entertainment at its finest. 
Yeah. And that's the thing that's and coming to my thoughts is that's exactly what I said. And I've said to everybody here and do, did I enjoy it a little bit more because I was in a jam packed theater, hundred percent packed in 4DX. And I had a crowd full of people that, that didn't care about the plot, that didn't care about any of the stuff making sense, that they that they laugh whenever at the bad jokes between and Ludacris. Yes. They, uh... Sorry, my phone is going off. I'm trying to shut it's it right. off. I just figured maybe you're going to start singing for us. But it, the <laughs> thing about it is, what was my number one problem with this movie? Everybody wants to know what my number one problem with this movie. I'm going to talk about this guy right here. First off, this looks nothing like John Cena. I saw this today at Target. Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> that's John Cena, everybody. That's how you spell Jacob? Also, yeah, I didn't realize they spelled Jacob that way until seeing the toy. Is that like, is that like, isn't that like the Hasidic spelling calling... of Jacob? Oh, man. Is Jacob, calling Jacob calling Jewish now? I feel like the should have been should have been empty because you can't oh. see him. Oh my! You couldn't you know? see him on the screen either. Like the thing about it was, is first off, I think this guy on my screen right now acts better than John Cena does. I'm just gonna throw that out there. We're more than likely for sure acting. Okay, so my biggest problem with the movie was John Cena. It missed The Rock. It missed Jason Statham a hundred percent. Like their dynamic chemistry works all the time you know what i mean and they're fantastic it's gonna make hobbs and shaw so good is their chemistry together but also because the rock and vin diesel they play well out of each other and like the rock is low-key a comedian and like we don't give him enough credit and colby and i were talking about this i was like we've gone from the rock being this fantastic action star to like one of the most underrated actors now because everybody's like well batista 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 and sorry guys there's one big difference between the rock batista and john cena you all know what it is the Rock can carry a movie. That's the big difference. And and Batista is good in the supporting role. John Cena is good in a movie like Blockers. I think he's going to be great in uh, Suicide Squad. I don't know if you guys caught the trailer before. Yeah. Um, that scene uh, that he has, but I forget what he says. It's hilarious. But like, um, we didn't get that trailer. You didn't get oh, the, 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 the yeah. He was talking about how uh, Starfish was like slang for butthole or something. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. What, Remember, I cannot exactly. wait. Next next year, we get his Peacemaker um, series on HBO Max. Really I think it's going to be amazing. I think that's going to be his true, like super duper star turn. Um, exactly. I think when, when the WWE tried to like, what, what was that? What was that? Um, that military film that he did, The Marine. The, the Marine. Marine, right? It's like they thought that they like, okay, great, we can capitalize on The Rock. We can be able to capitalize on this. Everybody's going to get their own movie. It failed miserably, and he yeah. then he kind of had to go away for a few years. Go back to the WWE, like. He's got oh, it. Don't forget, don't forget, he did the Marine, and then he followed that up with 10 rounds. Oh, yeah. But, they, I mean, they, they're, they're, they were pumping out those WWE movies yeah. like crazy. Vince yeah. McMahon, like, that dude just didn't know, like, when this. Like, he, he's over here doing, like, Halle Berry did a WWE movie, for God's sake. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> you know? So, like, but I think that it, it's, it's, it takes time. Not everybody can be able to make – yo, The Rock didn't even get a chance to make that turn. Like, he had Walking Tall. He had the, what's, what's the other one that he did with, um, with, with Stifler? Rundown. 
Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he, he had like he had a lot of films. He was signed with Disney for a little bit. He did the Tooth Fairy, for God's sake, yeah. right? So it, it doesn't just happen. Yeah, it doesn't just yeah. happen, you know, right away. It takes something unique. And I think, you know, it wasn't even the Scorpion King that did it for The Rock. I mean, really, it was Fast Five, in my opinion, where he just completely became the super duper megastar. Um, I don't think that Bautista, I, well, yeah, Bautista, his super duper star is as a supporting role inside of the gardens of galaxy. Um, but then yeah, the peacemaker with John Cena, he's got that. I just, you know, somebody needs to talk to this dude. <clears throat> he has the worst walk inside of at fast nine. My yeah. dude walks away and literally it looks like, I don't know what's up his ass, but it's something <laughs> big. Um, it's the weirdest walk ever, bro. Like just never just tell, just tell the director, do not shoot me from behind. It looked like he had a wedgie the entire time. Oh, yeah, it was stuck up in there good. I was like, bro, I just want to help you out, but I can't. Just, 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 worry. just, worry. just, just keeping his script pages. <laughs> <laughs> just keep that up in there tight, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. In case he had to refer to it. But I, this, was, this was one of those movies. Uh, there was a couple of things that I noticed that, that was just, it was irritating me, but I was willing to forgive it because of some of the outlandish action scenes. How many times in the movie can we count Vin Diesel doing this? <laughs> <laughs> take a shot every time Vin Diesel makes a face. I mean, we'd be dead. Right? Like, take a shot for that. Dead. And take take a shot for every time you saw something that made you out loud say, get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, please. Well, are you talking about the scene where Tyrese is running out of the fucking uh, thing and he's got like 12 guys on him and he well, shoots he had, his he little, little guy? He had a personal Rambo scene. <laughs> he really did. And I really thought that somebody was going to come in and like break so that up. Like, no, 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 no. We're planning on going full meta right now to try to interject this comment. And the thing is, the movie is it, it, it is self-aware, right? But it's yeah. almost not doing enough to fully earn it. So it, it, to me, it's like a bit offensive in that way. And granted, to general audiences, they don't care. They may not even get it, you know? Um, no, but it, it tries to go somewhere. Um, and at least it's it's having a sense of fun. I don't think that it's as self-aware as like what Nicolas Cage is and his career is. Uh, but who knows? We got two more movies left possibly for them to get there. So I think what to me I'm seeing though is, you know, as they are kind of going along, it reminds me a little bit. Now they're obviously a lot better, but of the Sharknado films, like the first Sharknado was incredible. Uh, because they didn't really realize they weren't trying to make something terrible. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't like an a happy accident that it was this weird, wild movie that all worked. But by the time they got to like the fifth and the sixth one, they knew what they were doing and they all yeah. start mugging for the camera. You're starting to see that a little bit more in mm -hmm. these uh, movies, a little more sequences of mugging and stuff like that. I don't know what's going to happen I with two, like two more. I feel like ever since five, any movie after that, they had a room of people, lots of cocaine, and they were like, <laughs> and they were like, how can we up the ante for this next film? Oh, I have an idea. Let's throw a tank in this one. Cool. That was it. Next one. Okay, we did the tank. What's next? I'm not a submarine. Like it was just, it was just yeah. a contest. That they were using to build and build and build. Tyrese brings up every aspect of like the first, like they they well aware that these scenes are just insane. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I eat it up. I love it. I just I hope by the last one that we can get the rock back. Like I, I don't think oh, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's good. Their egos just need to be like, I don't care if they have to film the scene like they did the one where they're not really together, but they're together. You know, they're face to face, even though you know that this is like a different place than this place is. Like you, we've seen the house, right? Like 20 times. Like The Rock is not outside the house. He's not facing Vin Diesel, but I don't care what they have to do. They need to bring hey, him back. They managed to put Tig Notaro in Army of the Dead, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, let's not talk about that travesty. Uh, all right, so what we're going to do is, is we're going to obviously cover movies first. I'm going to let everybody kind of go five through one around the table. I'll start with Tommy, and we'll go all the way around. We'll do the movies first, and then we'll dive into the characters. Tommy, give me your top five movies of this franchise, starting from five going to one. Um, so let's start with um, nine, F9. Um, that's the most recent, the one that I have you know, the most experience with right now. Um, then we'll go to <laughs> to Tokyo Drift. I really like that one, and I remember when it came out. I was in school, <laughs> so I have very fun memories about that movie. <laughs> I think it's more on an emotional level than quality-wise, you know. Um, too fast, too furious, um, and that was three, right? Um, let me think here. Hobbs and Shaw was really good, if that counts. And then obviously, the Fast and the Furious, my first one. Mm. I will say I will say that that it, Hobbs and Shaw, if it is in your rankings in the top five, it is included within the franchise. I will I will say that it is included. Ooh. So okay. uh, that changes things. Okay. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does change things for me too. So Matthew Fox, it does not change anything for because I think it's like his worst or second worst. So all right, it's eleven GQ, out of eleven for me. <laughs> GQ, your turn, my man. All right, so. I'm going to have to say Hobbs and Shaw is my number five simply because of, of watching the dynamic between Statham and, Statham and The Rock. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, throwing in um, uh, Idris was, was a nice little touch, too. Uh, so he, that's number five. F9 is my number four. Um, I follow that with F6 as my number three. Uh, F5, Fast Five as my number two. No, I'm sorry. The, the original Fast and Furious as my number two. Fast Five as my number one. We brought that one back in. We were scared for a little bit there. Woo! All right. Hot <laughs> off the press. Kobe, what you got for me? Yeah, man. At number five, I've got the Fast and the Furious. It's the OG introducing us to this world, to these characters. Um, and number four, I've got Furious 7. Um, definitely one of the most heartfelt movies. Uh, nothing beats the ending at the entire uh, saga films, um, seeing Brian's goodbye. Um, and number three, I've got Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I thought it was an interesting take to kind of veer into the sci-fi action comedy with that mm -hmm. um, and letting The Rock be able to do his thing. At number two, I've got Fast and Furious 6. Um, and then, of course, at number one, I've got Fast 5. I mean, to be honest with you, out of the nine Fast films that have come out, if we kind of separate Hobbs and Shaw, five, six, and seven should be in the top five of almost anyone's list because they're so close together into what these characters have went through. It's definitely absolutely where the uh, the franchise took its turn and going from the kind of, you know, high octane car chase heist movies into the heist action comedy um, genre. And then, mm -hmm. like, it, 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 that's definitely where its peak is. Honestly, uh, F five, six, and seven could be watched as one long movie. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and, and also probably one of the greatest stingers 
I want to say it because no, 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 there was nobody that had talked about it at all. It was something that it was, it was not, it was not teased about. Um, nobody knew it. But at the end of Fast Five, when Yo, you got Letty. Hobbs, take out the folder with Letty. Like I just like that's one of those things where you know you get like when when you, you get the tingle. Of, I just got it right now. Yeah. I got it. I said, oh, oh. Yo, <laughs> you know? Michelle Rodriguez didn't even know. That's exactly man. Like yeah. that. Like you don't get that anymore. And you know, it's it, it sucks that like you know we're now nine films in, and it seems like we haven't recaptured that same. But just knowing that they've you know they were able to produce that lets me know that they saw the caliber to be able to do that. Um, yeah. So uh, here's they could have really they could have really done it with Han, and they dropped the ball. They really could yeah. have done it with Han. They could have made him appear in the movie when he did in F nine and recaptured that all of so. Of, I had the crazy fan theory that Han was the big bad in Hobbs and Shaw, right? Because they still technically tease that we don't know who's behind uh, Brixton's, uh, you know, enhancements and stuff like that. This entire and it's funny how it's in the same world. There's this huge kind of shadow agency, kind of like you know, <clears throat> like this <laughs> this Mission Impossible level, you know, shadow agency that. Apparently, Mr. Nobody and no one else on the Dom side of the world knows anything about. Not Jacob, not Cypher. So we're just going to kind of pretend that they just occupy two different spaces, almost like two separate universes, which is weird. Right. It is. It is a little weird. Mr. Fox, hit me with your five. All right. So number five for me is uh, Fast and Furious 6. Um, you know, I... I like the mission to go get Letty back. Um, you know, I thought her kind of heel turn with Amnesia works a lot better uh, than yeah. when they tried to copy that two movies later. <laughs> um, then uh, at number four is Furious 7. Um, you know, I've seen it a few times, and no matter what room I watch it in, when that beach scene comes on, it just gets real dusty in that room. You know, a lot of... Uh, tears come down when you're watching Brian and his family. I have to change the radio when that song comes on because my wife's caught me uh, tearing up once many times. Uh, coming in at number three, the original, The Fast and the Furious. I still remember going to see this uh, the summer between my freshman and sophomore years of college. Um, you know, how excited I was and how much I enjoyed it. Still really enjoy that one. Number two for me is Fast Five. Um, I like the heist. I like uh, what they do. And then my number one, I've always been a big original cast guy. My number one has always been Fast and Furious, the fourth movie when they brought them all back together. I still remember seeing the trailer for that coming out the first time and being so excited that it was going to come. I love the opening. That was a little bit before they kind of decided that plot and believability didn't matter. Um, you know, I know people criticize the opening sequence, but I didn't think it was that fantastic considering where we're at. Um, and, you know, I just loved how they bring them all back together. Um, it felt like it should have been the true sequel to the original. Yeah. So for me, like, I think there's generally only one bad move, like bad, bad movie in the entire franchise. And that's Tokyo. Hobbs and Shaw. And, oh, ow. No, no. I love Hobbs and Shaw. Those guys have the, uh, the chemistry of wet paint and a brush. <laughs> Wow! All right, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna calm on, I'll calm that one down a little bit, just a little bit. I, that, that hurts my heart a little bit. So I'm gonna give my five. I'm actually entering five. I'm gonna give F9. It, it, it's on that cusp. I, I go back and forth with this one. 
I've ranked it higher, ranked it lower. I, I'm still not sure where I want to put it. I really want to watch it again. I think it's going to take two or three more watches before I really decide if I where I want to put it in my rankings. Because I've seen every single one of these movies except for Tokyo Drift. I've only ever watched Tokyo Drift twice. The first time and then more recently. And I liked it a little bit more recently because I like the way they tied Han into that story. So it's actually the, the movie's just not a complete waste of time. It's like only 98% of waste of a time. But um, sorry, Tom. Um, but for me, and then I'm four, I've got uh, The Fate of the Furious. Three, I've got Furious. Seven, number two, I've got The Fast and the Furious, the original one. And then number one's Fast Five. I think Fast Five is single-handedly one of the greatest action movies ever made. I think that The Rock, I've watched that movie, I think three times in the last like week and a half. And those scenes, like we talk about John Cena and and compare in comparison to The Rock. I, I recommend anybody watching Fast Five and Fast Nine, just watch them back to back and see the complete difference between what a real villain, even though technically The Rock shouldn't be a villain, but we all love the family. So it's really- He's like, the you know, super like, antagonist. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. That's a good so, way of it. So you watch both of these guys back to back like that. I, you can't, they're not, he, he acts circles around him in this role. And, yeah. and he brings a physical dominance to the role too, that you believe that he's going to kick ass and take names. I mean, I didn't really believe <clears throat> the rock in real life can turn around a submarine, but Hobbs, I really think that he could, you know what I mean? You're like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like he did it himself. I believe it. You know what I mean? But fast five is just that good. I feel like there's uh, this franchise misses Brian. 1000 percent 1000 percent and i i think it would be cool to see him like could you imagine the scenes in this movie with the even if they would have brought john cena into it even if they bring him but the flashback scenes and then the flash forward scenes you got brian there you got them bringing the tokyo drift guys in i mean just think about that whole dynamic that we could have had there but they're yeah. trying to recapture the fast five well i I think I that's, that, that's where they're that's where they're making the mistake that Disney and Marvel is going to be making with Black Panther and not recasting. Um, while the initial hurt is there, right, for mm -hmm. someone to kind of you know take the mantle, like we've had other instances where we have great you know IPs being passed down. Think about what you get in the James Bonds. Think about what you get in you know Superman. Look about what you get in Batman. Think about what you get in Spider Man. Right, unfortunately. With with where we are, we have not had great tragic losses with these characters. That was the reason why, right? Um, and I feel like a lot of people are kind of stuck, right? If I recast him, does that mean it takes away from the reverence of this person? Not at all. If anything, not I think it pays homage. And if if they were to be asked, they probably would want it. You know, I hope that you know that and that the MCU can do an about face and their plans to move forward because it's going to be that same kind of awkwardness that we got at the end of Fast Nine, where we have Vin Diesel kind of like you know chin up, like winking at the camera. I know the Brian's not stepping out the car. <laughs> like, I know. I, I, what is? I didn't like that very much. You know, so no. like, like Brian is babysitting and. Uh, oh, <laughs> when he does step out of the car, where were you? <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, we 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 could. I don't know who could like you know could it like you know. It's hard. I mean, you know, Paul. He's a he's a he's an interesting. You know, like we kind of we don't have those ninety surfer guys anymore, right? This yeah. is what they do. They put in James Vanderbeek. He replaced Paul Walker wow. in Varsity Blues. <laughs> he replaced him here. Wow. The thing is, the, 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 the thing is, the thing is, James Vanderbeek, 
he looks 50 now. So it's going to work, bro. That is Tyrese. <laughs> they, okay, oh, all right. Everybody looks 50 now. Letty looks 50. Vin yeah, Diesel looks 50. I don't know what's up with Jordana's Brewster's mouth, but her mouth looks 60. <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. I, don't I, know. I think she's well, the I didn't, even realize, I didn't even realize she had a mouth. Cause I, oh my! It was so she may not. It may movie. detach. It's just to put it on when she's in movie role. I'm being so I, mean. Fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> God, woo! <laughs> I don't know. It was just. It was like, what's going on? In so there? this is one observation that I made. Um, the one little gripe that I had with The Rock in, in Fast Five, that scene when uh, The Rock and his team pulls up at the race where Vin Diesel is at. Yeah, and for a few, for like. Three, four seconds, The Rock has this country accent. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Where he's like, oh, give it a minute. It'll sink in. <laughs> yeah. It, it comes and goes throughout the movie. It, the movie yeah. yeah. We, we, we yeah. first see him at the debrief when he's getting out of that big plane and stuff like that. It's there and then it leaves and then, then it, it kind of it, it comes back, you know. Yeah. But like, that's The Rock. Like, he's not, he's, you know, he's not a thespian, right? Um, but he definitely yeah. tries. And at the very least, his charisma is what carries him the entirety yeah. of, the where, of the entire way. So, I mean, I mean we have the know. next moment where Vin Diesel in some other person's voice says, This is Brazil. You know what I mean? I don't this know who is Brazil. You know, <laughs> I'll never forget <laughs> Vin Diesel. At that night in, in Fast Five, my father used to tell me. <laughs> so weird, he didn't get in this movie. My father. Yeah. I'm like, I have is I still doing, have no idea what he is. I like is he is he's he doing Italian? A he's Latino impression? I don't know, man. He's a mutt, man. He's a mutt. He's, he's one of the you know, like a dog that has like 40 different, you know, things inside yeah. of him. That's what he is. Vin Diesel is now gonna he be knows, he doesn't really talk like that. That's what's crazy. No. Oh, he does have a deep voice, right? He has nope. that deeper voice to him, but he doesn't have that. No, no, bro. When he's on this this interview that's like all over Twitter, I'm like, that voice is very different from Groot and very different from Dom. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of the characters now, guys, I want you guys to give me your top five characters of this franchise. Tom, I'm going to let you kick us off again. What you got for us? Give us your top five, starting five from one. <laughs> As much as I like her, I'll start with Jord Jordana Brewster. <laughs> um, oh. I think that she is very, you know, almost forgettable um, on the movies. But she is part Brazilian, so I'm going to give her that because of, you know, my relationship with the country. <laughs> um, I think Therese Gibson will be next. Um, I am not a huge fan of Jason Stratham, but um, I think that he... I missed him on the on the on F9. I feel like he needed to be there for... At least to you know to try to to do opposition to um, John Cena's bad acting, <laughs> you know. Um, that's three. Um, two, um, Michelle Rodriguez, um, especially because she's the that I'm aware of the only Latina uh, woman that's been in action for so long in Hollywood. Like when you think about representation, that really <clears throat> matters mm -hmm. um, a lot. And I can't remember anyone else that's been. Um, Latina and action movies and, and all that. We have Shirley Theron um, and all, but um, uh, Hispanic and Latina for sure, Michelle Rodriguez. And then um, Brian for sure. And there's not even any way to put him not in, in first place, I guess. There's a lot of ways. Yes. Thanks. GQ, give me your five, brother. All right. Um, I was torn between. Because I had a tie going on, but the tie is between two duos. 
So my fifth slot was a tie between Roman and Tej's characters and the two Spanish guys from Fast Five. That was like, why are you being so negative, bro? Like, why are you being so all that negativity, bro? Like, so, so they're kind of like neck and neck for number five. I right? would say that if, if 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 we in this panel and the audience listening, we're gonna choose your five for the characters whose names you actually remember. Okay, all right. So then Roman, <laughs> Roman and Tez then. Roman and Tez then. They're, they're number five. Um, I will go. I will go Vin four. I will go Letty three. I will go because Letty because the fight scenes that she was in in a lot of those movies were no joke. Some Curious some six. Than, some Curious are better than men. Yeah. Against uh, what's my girl from the uh, you know, Ronda? Uh, yeah, yeah, from no, great. no, Gina Carano or, R- or Ronda Rousey? Which one of those? Seven was was Ronda. Six Seven was, was Gina Carano. They were both Ronda. really, really good. That subway fight scene and chase scene with her, mm-hmm. like that was really, really good. And then of course the one in uh, what was that Dubai or something like that? Yeah, like that was. Yeah, yeah she yeah. she definitely. I I buy all of her hand to hand combat. I believe it. Yeah, way more than Dom, <laughs> except, for more. Fast, except except for Fast Five versus versus Hobbs. Like like Vin Vin's head is breaking through all these wall, these walls, and he just yeah. gets up and walks it His off. His head like, is made of walls. solid steel. Yes, Vin is judging you right now. Okay, three Vins are judging. All right, you. three Vins. <laughs> so okay, so so Roman and Tej number five, Vin four, Letty three, Paul Walker two, The Rock one. Kobe, what you got for me? Since GQ was able to stuff two and five, because I think they are a pair. Roman and Tej, I have five. Um, While I think when I was younger, I definitely, I mean, I was a big Eva Mendes fan, so I don't know who could not have been a fan of Too Fast, Too Furious for just her alone, along with Suki. Um, But I was like, you know what? Tej and Roman, they have been such an amazing balance of comedy um, that not necessarily was needed, but definitely I appreciate it more and more as the movies grow on. I kind of mm-hmm. look forward to it, right? Yeah. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to put Letty at number four. I'm going to put Brian at number three. I'm putting Dom at number two, and I'm putting Hobbs at number one. Mr. Fox, to you, sir. It's tough for me because I'm a big original cast fan, but I, I made a, a change after seeing this last one. So number five for me is going to be Cypher. Um, Charlie's there and has so okay. much fun with these. Uh, I wish they would have let her do uh, more. She's she realizes exactly what kind of movie she's in. Uh, the woman has an Oscar for a reason. Um, she's not afraid to just let it all go. And that's really what you, if you're going to be in this kind of thing, you have to commit. Uh, number uh, four for me is uh, Letty. Um, you know, I, I've always liked Michelle Rodriguez's character. That was good. Number three for me is Tej. Um, Ludacris, it is really hard to be the straight man with all the stuff swirling on around you. And he has some of the best like reactions and line readings. Even, you know, they had it in the trailer, but even when I saw it in the movie, when they're like, yeah, it's a, is, that, is that a rocket jet strapped to a Fiero? And the little guy, isn't it cool? No, no, that no, is not cool. You know, Ludacris just—he has incredible line readings. I also uh, like his music. So he's come a uh, long I, way with his acting. I'll I bumped that. him Ooh. up. Yeah, I, so I like him. Number two for me is Brian, um, Miss Paul Walker. You know, and 
he was just so perfect in that role. I don't know if I thought he was an incredible actor and everything, but he fit this role and this this character so perfectly. And then number one for me, I Ricky and I were making jokes because we have the I think the same number one thought it was going to be for everyone is uh, Dom Vin Diesel. These movies are nothing without him. So my five, it's I did a top six for a website. Um, my five is a tie between two people, just because everybody else can. I'm lumping two people together, and they're not even lumped together. So I'm gonna go <laughs> with Cipher and Jason Statham. Um, okay. Jason Statham to me is very pivotal to this franchise. I think that his his presence in eight, right? Eight, um, the fight scene in the jail is one of the best. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Period. Yeah. Like that. See, look, is it stupid? Yes, a hundred percent. But it is insane. Another reason why you buy Michelle Rodriguez kicking everybody asses. I believe Jason Statham can kick ass. You know what I mean? Like he is a genuine ass kick. You know, ass kicker. So there, and then Cipher to me, I w- I hope that in in ten they let her be. Just let her be the villain. Let her be just the heart i loved i loved her you know uh making tom uh dom you know turn i thought it was great i love that storyline 100 percent um i wish we would have saw that storyline with brian because that would have been badass like oh those my scenes, god, god yes. just think about the scenes of him turning on Bri- like turning on the family yes i get it right it still sucks turning on michelle riri sucks but Man, turning on Brian. Oh God, could you imagine the scenes between those two? Like it just it it hits a different way. Um, for me, four is who did I say was four? Five. I don't remember. Hold on. Okay, so oh God, Lee, I don't even remember my own damn list right now. So I know who number one is. Uh, da, 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 da. This is me having a brain fart in the middle of the podcast. Hang on one second, guys. Oh man, while you're doing that, I want to further um, go into Cypher. So. I've kind of so. Oh, I know nine. Oh, you, yeah. you got it. You got your four. I'm good. I'm good. You're good. All right. I'm good. Okay. I'm gonna, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna save my Fast Nine is an Avengers movie for later. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I totally That's agree true. with you. Um, my my number my number four is one thousand percent ludicrous. Tedge. I I love his character. When you watch the movies back from start to finish, from when he first makes his appearance. To where he is now i don't think i'm not sure there's a better character arc amongst any of the characters because you know what you're getting from dom dom's the same from one to nine he really is right mm-hmm. brian i think is really close in that character arc too because what you see from him getting out of the car in too fast too furious with his way too big big and tall white t-shirt and his jinko jeans like mm-hmm. what we get from there to what we see in fast five when he goes face to face with the rock he is hilarious in the movie, but he also can be very serious. Um, but Ted, to me, I just love Ludacris. I, to me, honestly, I wrote this whenever I was writing about him. I don't understand why he has not been given more opportunities to act outside oh, of this man, franchise. Absolutely. Because I genuinely feel like his acting is absurd. Like, it's so good. And you're right. Like, his deadpan, like, facial expressions to... Like, I mean, obviously, but one of the funniest scenes ever is the improv scene where, you know, between Tyrese and The Rock about hiding the baby oil. And then that scene is 1000% improv. Like, it was not on the script. Ludacris's reaction is 100% real. He spits yeah. that water every, like, it was, that scene is so good, right? Yeah. But to me, Ludacris is a fantastic character that I don't think that we really appreciate enough. I want to see Ludacris in more films. I do, outside of this franchise. I would love to see him in more roles. 
Um, I would love to see a spinoff with Roman and Sage. I really would. I would. I would love. I think they've earned it by now. I agree. It's like yeah. Black Widow. Like Black Widow earned her, mm-hmm. you know, own solo movie. Let's give Let's give Roman Sage their own movie. I would have. Three- I, I would love to see. I would love to see that happen, and then they cross paths with a certain duo in Miami. <clears throat> oh my God, dude! <laughs> Marcus, Marcus Burnett, and Mike Lowry. That would be quite entertaining to watch. I don't hate the idea of of bad boys what four intertwining oh, with, with the past, yes. fast ten. Oh my god, we're on to something here, guys. We we don't want Jurassic World and 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 no, uh, god, no. and, and Fast Nine. We want. I would like to so, see Dom take down a fucking wait, Tyrannosaurus Rex. We get, though, when we get Justin Lin and Michael Bay to co-direct, Justin Lin does all the car <laughs> things, and Michael Bay just blows shit up. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> perfect movie, guys. We just wrote the perfect movie, guys. Um, for me, three, Brian, Paul Walker, it's, I don't know what else to say. You know what I mean? You guys said it already. He's perfect for this role. I think it's crazy to me in 2001, we got this and Joyride, which I thought Joyride is, is a fantastic movie and Paul Walker is great in it. Um, number two, easily, easily is Luke Hobbs. Uh, the rock single-handedly revitalizes franchise. I love Vin Diesel with all my heart and I need you to make up with him, please, because I need him back in these future films. Because I think they, I think they did make up, though. I think they did. Uh, make up. Well, I, I think if they really, really would have made up, I think we would have seen a scene with 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 him at the. I don't know. I really just need before the end of this series. I need another scene with these guys. I need him back in the shuffle, big time. Yeah. Number one, hands down, not even remotely close. It's this guy, a thousand percent. He is this franchise without him. I say this about – I wrote this about Dominic Toretto. I think Dominic Toretto, the man on the – like the man we all see is this big badass. But I think Dominic Toretto, the character, we can learn a lot from. Because Dominic Toretto does a lot of different things that as human beings we can relate to. He takes in strays. It doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter what you've done. He, you're in, If you're in the family, you're in the family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Vincent turned his back twice, and you know what? He, he reeled him back in. Paul Walker, you know what I mean, like was going to put him in jail. I'm just saying I understand the grand scheme of things. Dominic Toretto, this character is insane, wild. And should he win 99% of his fights that he's in? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, no. But I think that Dominic Toretto, the character, the core center of what this family is and a lot of people laugh and joke about the idea of this family. But for me, it's rooted in honest, like goodness. Right. You know what I mean? And we even see that I, I did like the backstory of how they brought in Jacob, even though he was a steaming pile of garbage. Like, I really feel like uh, speaking of which you said talking about replacing Brian, this would have been a good opportunity to replace Brian. Bringing in somebody in this brother role that we didn't know, that somebody that could act, obviously. Let's start by saying somebody that could act. Yeah. But you could have really utilized Jacob Toretto, you know, with a K, Jacob with a K. We could have really utilized this character and and maybe in, in F10, he's the new Brian, right? You know what I mean? He kind of revitalizes that sidekick next to him. If we get another movie and John Cena's in it, I'm going to be pissed. So don't, don't let him be the new Brian, please, because he's not. But uh, yeah, that's my top five. Colby, I'm going to let you go on your F9 is the Avengers. I mean, so I I was just noticing too many similarities from Avengers 2012. And I want to know if you guys kind of feel the same way because I I find it like really glaring in my opinion. I mean, Avengers 2012 
it's one of you know, uh, you know, one of the highest grossing movies of all time. And I'm I'm over here taking notes and stuff like this. I'm like, holy crap, right? Like, Dominic Toretto is Thor, right? Okay. okay. Jacob is Loki. Mm. Tej is Tony. I guess I'm gonna try to sell Roman as Cap. Letty's Natasha. Cypher's <laughs> Thanos. I, okay. Hold on. I want to rewind real quick. Hold on. Let me rewind quick. I'm going to sell Roman as, as, Roman as, as Cap. Man. I love the way he threw that in there and just brushed right on by. Like, I was not going to stop you there. Well, we have oh, Cap, who's Cap American. Sucks. You know, like, that's America's Might as well ass. let it be Roman. Roman <laughs> is America's <laughs> jackass. You're going to you know? sit there and tell me. You're going to sit there and tell me that, that Roman is not Hawkeye? No, 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 no. Hawkeye. Ooh, that's so that's so accurate. I think I got I think I got Hawkeye as um what's the what's the, what's what's Natalie Emmanuel's character? Oh no, uh, Ramsey. Really? Yeah, she's not she's not really useful. She's she's not useful for anything. Yeah, she really isn't. I think she's she's just like Ludacris's kind of like um, arm candy. Like they, 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 they don't like, even have a will they won't they anymore. I thought right, they were gonna well, kind of no. have that back and forth and it's kind of okay. gone now. If they have yeah. that back and forth, doesn't that make Ludacris Black Widow? <laughs> it could. I'm. I'm struggling well, trying to find. Oh, the we're talking about useless. We could. He could really be. Um. God. He could be Hawkeye. Roman could really be Hawkeye. The most useless person on the Avengers is Hawkeye. Right? Am I wrong? I mean, then that certainly well, makes. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta stop, you. I gotta stop you right there. I gotta stop you right there. As as much as we all collectively like to make fun of Hawkeye, let's break this down. Avengers one. Hawkeye rejoined the team after he got brainwashed. Was a good guy. They won. Age of Ultron. Hawkeye was a good guy. They won. Infinity <laughs> War. Hawkeye was yeah. nowhere to be found. They lost. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna correct you one thing. I think there is a better Marvel comparison, and okay. it's Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Dom is Captain America. Jacob is the Winter Soldier. They discover Ooh. as part of this whole thing that the government agent, secret government agency that they thought they were working with has really spawned all these other nefarious government agents that are going off on their own paths. Like, so mm. I thought about that, but the fact that Jacob in Fast 9 was fully aware that what drove him was to be better than Dom. So I kind of lo- I kind of thought that that sibling rivalry that was between Loki and Thor, Loki it Thor. made sense to yeah. kind of have them go back and back. Of course, they're all searching for this MacGuffin that's going to attract this big beam in the sky, like it does in both of these movies. And they got to go up there, and essentially, you've got you know, in this instance, you got Tej and Roman, kind of like Tony did, go into space in order to take the thing down. That's true. Let's see if I you do, do like the Winter true. Soldier, then Ramsey can be Maria Hill. She just shows up on occasion. Yeah, Maria Hill. Yeah. But like but I, I mean, said, you know, Hawkeye was around when they won, and Hawkeye was not around when they lost. The so numbers don't lie. Let's let's put respect on Hawkeye's he's name. Still, he's, he's literally he's working. Still, he shoots bow and arrows. Come on, man. I know. Like, what, bow, we've got bows and he, gives, he gives really, really good pep talks. Probably if he didn't, we wouldn't have Wanda where she is now. True. And, and and did you guys Look. hear about the, the um the rumor about well I don't know if it's a rumor, but it's reported that uh Charlie Cox's Daredevil is gonna be in the Hawkeye series. 
Oh, I, was, I thought it was going to be a No Way Home. All right, I'll take it. I think he's going to be a No Way Home, too. Now, I will say this. Does anybody else really just not like the Falcon and the World Soldier show? Like, I thought it was just yeah, very... I, far, I finally started Loki uh, yesterday. I've now fully caught up. I did episodes one, two, and three. Um, I think these first three episodes are better than the entirety of uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. I think it's better than most of uh, of the... I, I, would, I, would have to, I would have to say episode one and two of Loki was good. Episode three was. Uh, I enjoyed three. I just, I, I just want to. I want. I just want to see Loki bone another Loki because it's gonna happen. Oh no! I'm not. Oh, the tension was there. Like I was like, oh, <laughs> it's about yeah. to go down on this train. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Train I don't know, I'm not. Not very sure. <laughs> you like. You like how they snuck in. They, they snuck in. Um, Loki's sexuality in that passive statement. Yes. It was like yeah, super. Princes, he's like a little bit of both. They just kind of threw that in there just to kind of give him like, that hey. type of identity. Yeah, exactly. It, it's 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 funny. He's the first gay. No, he's not. Let's calm down with that comment yeah. too. He's the first yeah. gay character in Disney. It's like there's like seven other ones that they. Well, I, I love that. I keep giving the first oh, to everybody. Sorry. Yeah, he's 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 getting the princesses and princes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you know what? I, I hope that going forward, you know, for the fast saga, that. Like you know, what's the crazy thing that like people forget? These are all multi-millionaires. Like, oh, yeah. yes, they pulled off a heist in Fast Five, and they, they don't need to be each. Yeah, <laughs> like I have no idea why they're doing this. Like, who they feel like they owe? Like, like Mister Nobody, yo, chill out, bro. Number one, where's Mister Nobody? The entire movie, the, the entire goal of this film was to find Mister Nobody, and he's and nobody nowhere to be found. Nobody yeah. found him because he's nobody. Care nobody, <laughs> nobody found him. I thought they were looking at the fact that he died. I thought, yeah, I Those thought they did. I thought I wasn't happy with uh, the way the way they explained. It's like they explained it, but didn't explain it. How Han survived? Because all no. they said was, "Oh, Mister Nobody has a great way of making things." Well, look they showed real. him blow up the car, and he was next oh. to Han. That's true. So was but there a hologram all this time? All this time, it wasn't Han in the car. Yeah, I mean, you, you gotta Han remember. Just- yeah, Han just waited with Mister Nobody until the car accident happened around yeah, that. I mean, while we're they talking had about to reel it in, right? You know what I mean? They had to, they had to give him a reason to be alive. Still, you know what, what I mean? Like, year I, is it I, right now? <laughs> I've got, I, I have no clue. Twenty thirty five. I don't know. Because in my mind, it cannot be twenty twenty one because the no. way that these events transpire. Okay, we know that it began in two thousand one. We're gonna assume it's two thousand one. But I do not believe that to these characters, 20 years has passed. In no yeah, way do I think that 20 years has passed. I don't believe no. it. Yeah. yeah, no, I definitely don't. Especially for the agree. fact that, what? I mean, essentially, Tokyo Drift comes after Fast uh, Well, hang Six. on. When did, what, so they found out she was pregnant in what one? Five? Five. Five. Fifth. 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 So she found out she was pregnant, and, and he had a baby with her in seven. Seven. Yeah. And that baby's Baby only boy. like two or three. That baby boy is what Bri- little Brian's what three maybe. Yeah. So it, it doesn't it 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 doesn't. This all make happened sense. in like one year. Like this was like 2020 in their wheel. You know what I mean? This is all one year time. But it frame. can't you know be I mean? <laughs> no because essentially we have like a passage of like how long was Don locked up for? Like I, I need I need somebody somebody out there track it down. How long was Don <laughs> in jail in between? Uh, 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 F1, F1, it's not F1, Fast and the Fast and Furious, 
if Fast and Furious 4, when they broke up, how long was that time? That Because that may give us a clue. Yeah. Because then yeah. I feel like everything Wait, he after was, that point was, he was like, never in jail. I think he was in jail. It was after he got convicted and they were taking him to take him and they broke him out on the. Yeah, because you got to remember the timeline is not. The, Tokyo Drift happens apparently. After six. Yeah, after six. So he was not in jail at like his sentencing was like post. That was like right at the end of one, right? So how at much time passes from one to four? No, right. his sentencing is at the end of four. Oh, at the four. Yeah, yeah. So they break him out in five. Yeah, yeah. They break like him out at the end of four. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we're, yeah. We're taking like what three years? <laughs> Maybe two? Well, well. It almost looks like um, five, six, and seven looks like it took place in the same year. Maybe, maybe, like maybe give or take a year apart. Like six, I know six and seven. Six and seven have to be in the same year. Yeah. And then five, yeah. maybe a year. Yeah, because now yeah, because Shaw, like, Shaw, Shaw comes for his 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 revenge pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 I will say that high scene though, where they switch the the things out, it's pretty badass. I mean, oh, it's pretty badass. It's all time. So good. It, yeah, it's, it is. It it, it it really really is an all timer. I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea what they're going to do for 10. Like I said, we want to see Cypher fully assume like her Thanos role. Kobe really wants John out. Cena in the movie. So, I mean, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm pleased already, don't do that. He's already here at this point, no, right? He's, like, if he's in it, I'm going to fucking scream, guys. Oh. <laughs> you know what? He gave him a 10 second car. Go, go away. Go but, away. But, but you know what they're trying to do? What? They're trying to get Cena and The Rock on the screen again. I mean, they had their chance to do it for Shazam, and they didn't want to go that route. Like, yeah. like Cena would have been a great, you know, Shazam. Like, I, I you no, but the other problem was the one hundred percent. The problem that we run into is if they really touch the screen together, we really see how bad of an actor John Cena is. Like, no, because be we bad. can't see him. We wouldn't be able to see. Him. <laughs> well played. Well, well played. Well, well played. Well, played. Yeah. well, kind of well played. But you know what I'm saying. All right, folks, we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to give everybody a chance to plug yourself, plug your shows, plug your Twitter, plug your mom. I, I really don't care what we plug right now. Plug plug John, plug John Cena. This got dark. Plug John Cena in the, <laughs> plug John Cena in the middle of walking away. You're going to be Oh, man. Tom, I'll start with you, man. Give it. <laughs> If you don't think I'm cutting that out and using that on Twitter this week, we are definitely going to. You need to get a soundboard, bro. Use that thing over and oh. over again. Oh my oh, goodness! Man. It's was it Twitter what after dark or something? I, I don't. I don't even know, man. Um, Tom, give us your Twitter, man, and uh, and I'll let you go, my man. Oh yeah, um, I am at at Tommyverse, um, and you just mostly got some, you know, movie TV reviews, um, Marvel talk. No nonsense about <laughs> waking up at seven thirty in the morning out of the blue, you know, and <laughs> funny stuff like that. <laughs> Perfect, GQ, my man, plug away. All right, so uh, GQ of those PPL on all platforms, uh, as well as those people, the 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 company, those people on all platforms. Um, I have the Alternative Facts podcast we do every two weeks. It's a current event uh, slash um, uh, topic-based podcast where we always end it with some crazy over-the-top would-you-rathers at the very end that'll that'll make you cry. Um, 
Yeah, and we have spoiler talks every Thursday now since Loki drops on Wednesdays. And then I have my spoiler talks the following evening at 8 p.m. One of these days I'll come on that show. Even though I threw a fit that you didn't invite that you didn't invite me, even though I know you invited me. He was like, dude, I sent you the I sent you the link. <laughs> Kobe, my man. <clears throat> yo, yo, yo. You can follow your boy. I am on all the socials at Colby told me. That's K-O-L-B-Y-T-O-L-D me. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, uh, uh, TikTok. I'm on Clubhouse sometimes. Um, yo, if you can Tinder. follow me. Yeah, Tinder. Go ahead. Hit me up. Um, I'll, I'll start writing for, um, you know, plugyourmom.com. Uh, <laughs> plugyourmom.com. You know, wherever. So, you know, pretty much, yeah, just, just give me a follow, boy. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, when they ask where you heard it from, you can tell them Colby told me. Uh, you can follow Matthew Fox on Twitter at Nighthawk7734. And in two weeks on July 11th. Uh, oh, God. Rick, Ricky will be taking some much-needed rest. So in his honor, Eric Lankford and I will be taking over the MCDI podcast and having a special tribute episode to J.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, a personal favorite of our host, Ricky Valero. I um, so I sent the funny story before we go. I sent it a message to the Twitter group chat and say, "Hey guys, I'm taking some time off. I'm going on vacation. We're not going to have any shows for two weeks." But I said to Fox, "I said, man, if you want to man a show while I'm gone, perfectly fine, do it." And next thing you know, they're working up this whole entire Lord of the Rings podcast. And now I have regrets because hopefully the show is not as long as the movies. Because for honest fact, guys, and I'll be honest with everybody here and everybody at home, Lord of the Rings are terrible, both one and two. I literally wanted to kill myself watching both of those movies. But I will insist that you please listen to that podcast, I think. I don't know. I, maybe don't listen. I don't really. If you like Lord of the Rings, listen to it. If you don't, listen to it anyway because it's the podcast. You know what I'm saying? But you can follow me on Twitter at Ricky Valera underscore. You can head over to the Music City Drive-In to check out all the latest articles and movie reviews from Mr. Fox, from Tommy, and and, and for myself as well, Jacob. Check out the other shows on the pro, uh, Drive-In Podcast Network. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I've just been talking here. Uh, the Debbie Delight, Film Optics, uh, the not Film Not Rated show. I think that's wrong. I always get it wrong whenever I talk about- uh, This film's not rated. That podcast. That's the one on the network. I, I run a network. Can't even name the show on there. But thank you guys so much. Thank you to the uh, to GQ for jumping on with us. We need to have you on again in the near future, my man. I need to come on your show. Tommy, thank you for your first appearance as well. My pleasure. Colby and I are cooking up some stuff. Obviously, as I announced at the beginning of the show, Fox and I are hitting up a new show called Happy Hour, tackling all things NFL in the very near future. Thank you guys for watching. We'll talk to you guys later. I appreciate you. Yeah.